0: Hello and Adab. this is your host Prithvi. Aap ka swagat hai Transpeak ke is episode me. Today, we're going to speak to a 24-year-old non-binary person about navigating educational spaces as a student. Unnati is a psychologist and an artist. I उन्नति से in a queer poetry workshop. था। इनके रंगीन बाल थे, so that caught my eye instantly. I हूँ very happy that we are बात कर पा How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great.
1: It's really nice to meet you again. And I'm really excited to overshare all my
0: experiences with you today. Good to hear that and looking forward to uh, hearing you share or overshare as you put it. Uh उनति में चाताहूं की हम थोड़ा रिवाइन करें और उसे टाइम time when जब आप स्कूल में थे क्या अप पोर्टिंग जनी की बारे में मुझसे थोड़ा बात कर सकते हैं which sport did you play how did that make you feel and how did others react to it so um, I wasn't really uh, an
1: athletic person starting out in school um, I was born with a hole in my heart तो so, उसकी uh, um, I couldn't run. Uh, I couldn't do any of the uh, activities that required a lot of cardio, so to speak. So, um, that also, unko pata laga because I was yeah, um, I would faint literally under the sun and things like that. And they found out later, so they were like, okay, do do strenuous activities. Mat so I was just like, ha, okay, this is not for me running around and all of that. But I think I was in about 7th grade when sports day ki heats hoti So if you are participating in the heats, you get to bunk lectures because lectures are boring. So I was like, ha, chalo. Uh, also, my sports captain was quite cute. <laughs> so we used to go... Uh, do these pointless heats where we know we're not gonna get selected. How jhana is the first time, 5 minutes ka attempt karna, and 30 minutes ka hang out because you go back to your class. So there was this spot called short put where you basically lift a heavy metal ball and you try to throw it as far as you can with your arm. And time pass and I came second. So I was like, okay. Uh, With zero effort, I got a silver medal. Let's see what next year So next year, I went with purpose. And I realized, oh, I do really well in this. uh, 8th, 9th and 10th grade, all three years, I got like a gold medal for short put. I was also taken uh, to like inter-school competitions and stuff. And that was just the starting point where I realized, oh, I have strength. I might not be uh, the fastest person in the room. Uh, speed wise in terms of like physical agility but I am the strongest and uh, it also I think uh, there was this one uh, time where you know uh, red hands used to be all the rage in school so we used to play red hands amongst the girls and the boys all separate because segregation is a thing but at one point uh, the boys and the girls started playing together So most of the girls would get eliminated in the first few rounds because boys used to hit harder than them or they didn't have a pain threshold. But at the end, it would always be me and this other dude. And the game was basically, he used to hit really hard. I used to not hit at all. At one point, he got tired of hitting. Then I started hitting back. So it really made me feel like, okay, I'm stronger than all of you (laughs) you know? Um, and uh that's where like the whole thing came in I started participating in other strength based sports as well, like rugby. I was my school car rugby captain um, but I don't think people take um strong for because I wasn't out so like strong women, seriously, because it was always like, oh, tomboy hair. Um, you know uh, Unati is not pretty or like feminine so this is how Unati is overcompensating uh, which was hurtful <laughs> but it was also really nice because somewhere they were intimidated and I think that uh, I, that has carried on even now like most people I meet who I become friends with later on, tell me initially, Anati, we were very intimidated by you because you have a very intimidating presence. And I was like, yeah, I like that. Why should only the men be scary in life? (laughs) You know? So yeah, I think um, it was a love-hate relationship on how people took um, me not being the, I don't want to call it traditional because there's no traditionality to femininity but like the socially acceptable appearance yeah i was very proud of the fact that i was strong um because uh i it felt like i could take on challenges challenges. uh i was very good at fighting when i say fighting i don't mean (laughs) I i used to pick fights but um there were times when people used to harass me or my friends, and I would be like, "I will hit you," and have no qualms about it. And people would not take me seriously because hai kya hi karegi, se kya But uh, I But that is not to say that I enjoyed beating people up. It was just the breaking off their uh, you know like you can see it in their eyes how uh, their ego is getting shattered that that part I really liked so um, yeah I think uh, that makes me feel really nice and now um, if somebody does have a problem with the way I look I take it more like oh it makes them feel threatened uh, and I ride that high instead of taking it personally and being like, oh, this person doesn't approve of me or doesn't like me.
0: Sure. Or if we in school life and in college, pe aae, mm. can you talk a little bit about why is it that you felt the need to be closeted in college and the kind of situations which you experienced in college mein experience kiya hoga, which probably influenced that decision? Uh, so... To be frank,
1: I'll tell you, um, I was always non-binary. Like, we're always what we are, right? But I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't know that this experience. I mean, it's experience in myself. It's a name There are also people who have this So, till I was about, Nineteen, I think. Uh, I did not even have an idea uh, that what I, when I, when I don't f- agree with how other people describe their e- gender experience of being a woman, I would always feel like there's something uh, that I am missing, which is why I am not being able to sort of relate completely, um, and. School may a very like oversimplified tom mil gaya tha, which was tomboy. And then obviously you have like movies where kajol plays um a tomboy. Right? And um, everybody takes it as a... Tumhari internalized misogyny hai jo apna womanhood reject karne pe But um, when I was in college, uh, I went to... Um, was like a very um how do i say it? so i went to a government aided uh, college for my junior college and i went to a private institution for my bachelors um in the 11th and 12th because there were students because it was government aided and it had like a really high cut off it was only like studious people um from humble backgrounds coming there because they know studying and getting a degree and getting uh, a job is their way forward you know so very dedicated very focused on um, like I have a lot to do um, so there the way I used to dress was basically baggy loose clothes um, because comfort over everything else and I used to travel two hours every day so I'm not gonna wear flattering clothes, whatever that means um, and nobody batted an eyelid. but when I went to like this posh preppy uh, institution for my bachelor's where like people were known uh, this is a college where most people come uh, who go on to become actors and actresses and. Do like, arts may aage jaake, you know, do really well. And I enter day one, obviously, again, in my same baggy clothing. And I see, like, all the girls are so hyper feminine. And all the boys are so hyper masculine. And I'm like, oh shit, here I stick out like a sore thumb. Um, and obviously, there was a lot of judgment. Um, a lot of judgment actually because there's so much attention to how you're presenting yourself over the point of coming there which was education. So there uh, I learned to hide myself a lot more, learned to be more invisible because the stares would make me feel uncomfortable. Like people talked about me, people didn't like me at all. I was like consistently hated- I was the most hated person in any classroom throughout my educational years because I used to participate and I don't know why people hated that because I thought hey um, learning right doubts poochhenge uh, participate karenge, paisa vasool karna hai bro but uh, people hated me so I always took it like okay He care, like, there's something unlikable about me. Fine. Um, And the answers I would get from, like, friends who didn't want to be friends with me anymore because of whatever reason was like, you're too much to handle. So terms like, you're too much to handle, um, you're great, but like, I don't think we can get along, really makes you feel like there's there's muchness, right? Like, there's too much you. So, like, bring yourself down a size or something. So, that's where I really started um, trying to fit in. Really tried really hard. I also had a couple of, like, um, people coming into my life romantically who uh, also did not quite understand my fluidity or like basically not sticking to one particular experience and I mean both like I've, I've dated cis men cis women um, and both those ed- ends of the spectrum so to speak would only view me as a human female so Yeah, all of that really contributed to like me delaying my own coming out to myself, I think. So I was in second year and my senior uh, was a year ahead of me, so third year. And this is the last year of bachelors, right, TY. So I would see them and notice that, hey, they also have short hair. Uh, They also don't, they are not hyper feminine. Or hyper-masculine for that matter. Uh, They dress similarly. So like comfort over appearance, so to speak. Um, I still did not know what I was spotting was like a queer person. I was just looking for similarities, right? Like I was like, this person looks like me. Um, But because I was so used to like being invisible and hiding I was really scared of like reaching out uh, because what if this like what if I'm wrong what if my assumption about somebody is wrong or even worse what if I get rejected by this other person who is the only other person that looks like me Um, so I didn't really reach out to them at that point but Funnily enough, uh, I think like a couple of years later, uh, I attended this uh, training uh, as a psychologist for queer affirmative therapy and they were one of the trainers there and uh, so that's when I told them, hey, you know, you were my senior in college and I always like saw you but I never really reached out to you and they were also like, you idiot, why didn't you reach out to me? Like I, I would have also felt... Uh, you know, this com- sort of a sense of community there. So, yeah. I mean, now we're friends. Now we uh, speak and hang out. But, yeah. In college, I didn't. Um, also, uh, after doing my bachelor's, I went uh, f- ahead with my master's in counselling. And uh, I was... By then, I knew about my gender identity. I knew about my sexual orientation. I knew for a fact, if, if even if I did, I wasn't sure about what labels fit me. I knew for a fact that I was not straight, not not cisgendered. Um, so, I was really interested to see if um, my textbooks talked about us. And there was this. So while we were reading through the syllabus, um, I realized that there is a whole unit on cross-cultural counselling. There was a section on LGBT counselling. So I was really excited for that module. And uh, by the time that semester came in, it was already towards the end of the semester. And like our professors just came to us and said, Hey, so the last unit, y'all will be teaching yourselves. So I will divide y'all into groups. Uh, you come and present the topic that you are given uh, and that is how we're going to finish the syllabus. Um, Luckily, I got, my my group got the one that also included the LGBT counselling and I just like jumped up at it. I'm like, if anybody else is going to teach queer counselling here, it's going to be me. (laughs) So um, I took it up. I did a lot of research. I realized Um, so there was just like maybe 10-15 lines in the textbook that was provided to us, right? And I, it was, it did not do any justice at all. I was like, what is this? We're not so unidimensional. Um, so I went online, I did a lot of research, I collated so many resources. I made uh, a worksheet for my entire class on my own, um, I did a whole presentation where I explained everything in the simplest but the most detailed way possible so that I knew that the rest of my class, maybe 80% of them were straight um, cis women. So I wanted to talk to them from a point of view of, you will never know what it is like to be queer, but you can try to know how society makes it suck for us so much. Um, and, um, everybody after the presentation came to us, uh, came to me and was like, you know, before this, I never really understood what the LGBT community was all about and what they were like as people, but you've really opened my eyes and that was very affirming. It was very encouraging. Um, but my professor didn't really like my presentation because my professor was like, this was very unprofessional. This went too casual, you went into like, unnecessary details. Um, I think that's when I realized education in India, because I've not been educated elsewhere right now, is all about just getting your degree and finding a job. It's not really about really growing or teaching or learning because I've studied psychology for five years all the teachers I've found um, who taught me psychology, who were supposed to be the experts on empathy and unconditional positive regard and non-judgment were the most judgmental, the most impatient, the most um, uncaring people, especially during times of like exams, assignments and like zero care about like, um, the mental health of their own students. So that's when like the whole thing broke. I was like, you know what, they don't really care whether you've understood the concepts, whether you're applying it in your life. They don't mean marks, they don't mean pass, they don't mean that they don't mean the rank That's it. That's when I was like, meko don't need You can all go to hell. And um, that's when I realized, no, then I need to be um, researching more studying more and providing that literature that is not existing for at least Indian population. So that's when I realized, if I want to practice therapy, I will exclusively provide therapy for queer clients.
0: And uh, you also said how some of those classmates still reach out to you sometimes. Yeah, so that's the part that I
1: really like. Like the fact that the classmates I had responded uh, more positively which made me feel like okay you know not everything's gone to shit there are people here who are trying to be better Um, it's been three years since I've passed out and um, even now I might not be engaging with any of these classmates on a personal level but they'll send drop me a message or give me a call saying hey you know I have a your client and I just wanted to sort of run this by you to make sure I'm not making any mistakes and I will always be available for people like that because I think that that is great to reach out to somebody and say hey I don't got this I want help, I want to do better I think that is really nice
0: Uniti I know you haven't written a long time. in fact you were telling me that you haven't written since that poetry workshop that we both attended in the March of 2020, I also want you to learn something that you have written in our listeners. So, um, there's
1: no name for this poem, because there's no name in my which is a problem I should rectify. But uh, I think I was thinking about how much uh, joy creating art gave me at this point and i i haven't been able to create much art anymore uh so all of that introspection came in down into this poem so mm, the poem goes i hope i die with ink stained fingers my skin only a reflection of my inner workings No longer should they say that I was a puzzle to unravel. I want to be at peace with myself and radiate that peace to others. And everyone who looks at me can soothe their own anxiety of who to choose to be and live happily in their own skin because it's finally their own and not painted on them.
0: That was lovely. Thank you so much for reading that out to us. And on that very eloquent note, Uniti, thank you so much for joining us on Transpeak today. Aap se baat kar ki kuch seekhne ko And a lot of what you said will stay with me for a long time. So thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, this was so wonderful to talk uh, about. And it's, it's beautiful how many um, people resonate when you open up about your experience. So uh, you're, go- you're doing a really great job of this and I really love this. Um, I really loved this podcast, so.
0: Thank you, thank you for your kind words. So, mere trans or cis Sathyu, ye tha aaj ka episode. I hope that hearing Unnati speak has provoked you to think a little bit more about how the binary can be super suffocating for some of us. जो बाइनरी को तोड़ना चाहते the binary, तोड़ने दे। और जो ट्रांस And बाइनरी की फोल्ड में खुश हैं, उन्हें भी binary, हक है टू to seek safety and comfort within the binary. I guess what I am trying to say is, live and let live. This is your host Prithvi signing off. In the episode, will be talking